Broadcasting from Manhattan Beach and the World Wide Web, you're listening to CHSRHealthyLife.net. As a service to our listeners, this program is for general information and entertainment purposes only. CHSRHealthyLife.net does not recommend, endorse, or object to the views, products, or topics expressed or discussed by show hosts or their guests. We suggest you always consult with your own personal, medical, financial, or legal advisor. Carolyn Mace, Larry Dossie, uh, James Hollis, etc., other practitioners who are 
also delighted that we are able to uh, look at a wholer way of healing. Um, another thing is uh, almost one-third of American medical schools, among them Harvard, Yale, Johns Hopkins, and Georgetown universities, now offer coursework in holistic methods. We're going to ask Bernie about this. I don't think that was the case uh, not so long ago. And the World Health Organization estimates 65 to 80 percent of the population use holistic naturopathic medicine as a primary form of health care today. It's just amazing. And one last little statistic that we found um, that I thought was extraordinary is 22 percent of breast cancers go into remission without any allopathic treatment. Wow, that's pretty crazy. Pretty amazing. So what we're saying is things are changing. We are moving into relationship with our bodies in a way that so many of us have longed for that's just been missing and not addressed. Well, author of over 30 books, uh, among other things, renowned medical director, uh, doctor, and spiritual teacher Bernie Siegel demonstrates how science and spirituality interact and how one can tap into the body's potential to heal. Filled with inspiring true stories and suggestions for traveling on a healing journey, The Art of Healing offers hands-on, patient-proven techniques that can create miracles. Okay, that's what we're talking about today. Welcome back to the program, Bernie Siegel. Thank you. One correction. I have 13 books, not 30. No. What's the difference? Well, that's, you know, small potatoes. <laughs> that's kept me busy, believe me. Never even right one. I beg your pardon. It's a typo. Maybe, you know, maybe it's prophecy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> right? the, that gets us started because one of my patients was a mystic, and she, well, she said to me, I've learned you're not a normal doctor, so I'm bringing you messages now, and you're going to write a book. And I told her, the only C I got in four years of college was in creative writing. I said, I'm never going to write a book. I've been an artist. You know, I'm a visual person. Well, you know, she was right. And she'd often call and say, you're going to write two more books. And uh, by then, I stopped arguing with her. And, uh, you know, and on a mystical level, she has brought me messages from patients who have died, my parents after they died, and she does not know them, does not live near them, uh, has no way of knowing that these people, you know, who they are and that they died. Right. And it, it's absolutely incredible. And now I just tell people if they want to talk to their loved ones who have died, uh, give, give her a call. Yeah. And, uh, she'll do it for you. Well, absolutely. But what, was the game, what was the game changer for you, Bernie, all well, those years ago? The game changer was the quote I'm often saying from a patient of mine. Because I was at a conference by Dr. Carl Simonton um, that I thought was for doctors. He is a doctor who's written the book Getting Well Again, having a conference in Connecticut. 125 people in the room. I was the only doctor. I, I could not believe that not one single doctor in the whole state came to this meeting to learn, you know, new techniques for patients, you know, guided imagery and a whole emotional issues, all kinds of things. But what changed me wasn't the meeting, but my patients sitting around me. And the young woman with breast cancer who said to me, Bernie, you're a nice guy. I feel better when I'm in the office with you, but I can't take you home with me, so I need to know how to live between office visits. That redirected my career and life. 
because I set out to help people live. You see, it was part of your introduction, too, when you talk about what's going on in medical schools. The fact that a course is offered may not make any difference at all. What, what needs to be elucidated and clarified is, why do you want to be a doctor? You'd be amazed at what you read in the application. They have nothing to do with people. They, they're about the body and how fascinating it is. The other is when you say to medical students, which I have done, draw yourself working as a doctor. Think of that. Draw yourself working as a doctor. Can you imagine being handed a drawing with no human being in it? <laughs> Equipment, you know? And the majority have no patient in it. What is the picture? I'm behind a desk with my diploma on the wall. That's being a doctor. You see, yeah. I show this in the book, too, the two extremes. The one I love, which is really being a doctor, kneeling in front of a lady in a wheelchair, arm around her, handing her a tissue. Not putting his stethoscope on her chest, handing her a tissue. You see, and if we were helped in medical school by, you know, being asked, why are you a physician? Not what, you know, you put in the application to get into medical school, but what's going on inside of you? What, what is the real reason? What is the healthy reason? What is the unhealthy reason? And then, you see, you wouldn't have trouble taking care of people. I mean, my veterinarian friend, when I found it so painful to take care of patients, I mean, I couldn't cure everybody. You know, I like people. I'm a doctor for, for healthy reasons. I want to help people. And I said to the veterinarian, who was my patient, you know, I can't take it. I'm going to quit. And I'll become a veterinarian. It won't be so emotional. He said, don't. I said, why not? He said, because people bring the pets in. And, you know, he had me laughing, but he became like my therapist saying, Bernie, look in the waiting room. It's filled with people. It's not filled with disease. It's filled with people. So, you know, many of my patients and others helped me to begin to focus on helping people. Right. And, he, and then, you see, again, like doctors, there are a lot of patients who don't want to try to get well. And I mean that literally. They're afraid it'll, I'll fail, I won't love enough, I won't, like, I'm not an artist, so I can't draw a picture. Um, oh, it's unbelievable. We offered them, as I did in a letter, a longer, better life if they came to a meeting, because I wanted to teach them all the things I had learned. Um, and basically, nobody showed up. You know, I'm expecting hundreds of people. Yeah, right. And less than a dozen women show up. And, uh, but you see, again, they became my teachers. Right. The people who did better than expected became my teachers. That was my focus. I'm not looking at it as spontaneous or miraculous if you do well. You see, like you said, the 22%. Um, I mean, that could be even just a placebo effect. In other words, they may have chosen a treatment because they believed in it, and then they do well. Fine. <laughs> but. I still could learn from them and say, hey, why didn't you die when you were supposed to? Um, and I learned from these people that they always had a story to tell you about lifestyle changes. Uh, it could be a divorce. It could be moving. It could be changing jobs, it, getting a dog. I mean, I have letter after letter. Uh, I mean, a lot of them are humorous because... I always quote the one that ended with, and I didn't die, now I'm so busy, I'm killing myself, help, where do I go from here? <laughs> but, you know, when you 
to summarize, I say love yourself and love your life. Right. Then you change your internal chemistry. Right. And, so, you know, what frustrates me, like today I was reading about a trip to Mars and that there was a lake on Mars. Okay, wonderful. But why don't we go inside the human body, take all that money we spent going to Mars right. and spend it studying the human body? Right. I'd well, say it's a hell of a lot more interesting than a trip to Mars. I think you're right, and a lot of people would agree with you today. There's a whole movement um, that uh, you and uh, several other uh, people that come to mind have really been pioneering over the years to to uh, be the voice for that, Bernie. And, and it is happening. We are making the shift, evidenced by your book uh, and uh, the rave reviews that you are getting uh, as a, a healer on the forefront of that movement. And then that said, talk about what, you know, this trip to Mars obviously uh, inspired you to write your new book, The Art of Healing, uncovering your new uh, or your inner wisdom and potential for self-healing. Uh, when did you, did you wake up in the middle of the night and say, hey, I need to write this book, or what, what was that about? Well, it, it started really decades ago when I drew a picture for Elizabeth Gouveroff, and she knew about my life, you see. Now, how do I know that? Because she started asking me questions about a certain number and I said oh that's how many months I've been doing this work what are you covering up those are all my feelings I said why do you ask me that she said Bernie this is a white piece of paper you took a white crayon and made snow on the mountain you didn't need a white crayon you added a layer so what are you covering up and I mean by the time she was done with this you know um, what should I say create I mean, drawing that I created for my imagination. Mm -hmm. It was like, how did all that get into a drawing? Mm -hmm. But because of that, I went to the hospital with crayons and started saying to patients, draw a picture for me. And I began to see incredible information about not just psychological, but somatic factors, body mm -hmm. speaking to me. Uh, their, their intuitive wisdom, knowing the right treatment and everything else. And I thought I was discovering incredible things. See, that's the part that drives me nuts about, I call it medical information, not medical education. Mm -hmm. We need to really educate future doctors about mind, body, spirit. They're all one. Because what I've been comparing it to is a house. You know, you have electricians, plumbers, roofers. You, you know, your house has a problem, you call the right doctor to fix it. Mm -hmm. But the house isn't integrated. The electrician doesn't know what to do with the plumbing, if you know what I mean. Right. But when you go to a doctor, you're, you're presenting yourself, not my house. So, you know, if a doctor says, yes, you have a kidney problem, I'll take care of that. But what about the rest of me? You know, how about asking me why I got sick at this time? What's going on in my life? What else may be a factor here? You know, because I see medical ads. You know, I'm depressed, unable to cope. I went to my doctor. He prescribed an antidepressant. I feel better now. I wrote to the company in the journal saying, couldn't the doctor say what's going on in your life? And so they canceled the ad. But that's the part I'm trying to get people past, to show the inner wisdom. And when I thought I was discovering it, Medical journals said, yes, interesting, but not appropriate. See, that again drives me crazy. Mm -hmm, We're not mm -hmm. integrating. Again, if I talk to an electrician, I don't expect him to read the plumbing journal. Mm -hmm. But if you're a doctor, you need to read about people. 
you know, not about an organ or a prescription drug, but people and what they're experiencing. Let me just finish that sentence. When I sent it to where it was appropriate, it came back saying it's appropriate but not interesting. See, Mm. that again drove me nuts. The psychotherapist knew about drawings and what they reveal, but it was never taught to me in medical school. And I always have to add this. The fact that Jung interpreted the dream and diagnosed a brain tumor is never told to any medical student. So you, you never say to your patient, do you know what's going on in your body? Have you had any dreams about it? Because they're afraid to seem crazy. I mean, I'm laughing because, I mean, patients would come with their family, and the family would come over to me quietly and say, my mother is nuts. She has all these dreams and, you know, knows and, and I'd say, okay, don't worry. And then I'd go in and talk to Mama, and I'd love what she's telling me. You know, that the family thinks is nuts, and I think is absolutely sane and, you know, making sense and just what I'm learning about. And I'd go out smiling and tell the family, no, she isn't nuts. This is wonderful what she, you know, is aware of. And they'd think, okay, he's nuts too. <laughs> All right, well, why do you think it's so hard for us to uh, see the truth of this the, or this part of life that we can't see as real? And part two to that would be, and why does it always take sort of a miracle or a sort of the 11th hour kind of a scenario for us to to break through this old paradigm uh, or, or an end of a paradigm, really, um, to do well, that? Two things, I'd say. I use the word experience and belief. I have learned to live by what I experience and not by what I believe. So, again, while you're being educated, if you aren't exposed to these things, then when... You know, years ago, Bernie Siegel would come up and say something about a patient, and the doctor would say, I can't accept that. I'd say, I'm telling you the truth about a patient. What do you mean you can't accept it? Why don't you tell me you can't understand how it happened or why it happened or explain it, but don't block it out? I think that's one of the problems, that when we can't explain it, you see, that's why I say the astronomers and physicists are much more open-minded. They can't explain the universe. But they don't have a problem exploring it and studying it and and not worrying about how can I explain what happened. Never mind, we'll keep looking and try to learn. And so I tell people, live by your experience. If something works, don't deny it. And that we need to open, as I say, physicians' minds to all these things and not call them spontaneous and miraculous. But as Solzhenitsyn in his book Cancer Wars calls them self-induced healing. Right. And it symbols a rainbow-colored butterfly. So when patients make a transformation, get their life in order, we're talking about a change in their chemistry. See, that's what everybody right. understands. Right. All of this is scientific. I, I love the word potential. You've been using it because all these mechanisms are built into the human body, into bacteria, into trees. I mean, otherwise we wouldn't survive a variety of problems. Right. You know? So, again, we have to understand that this is built into us. There is a potential, and let us explore and see and learn from success. Right. The one thing I learned at the hospital, I mean, yeah, everybody thought, Siegel's nuts, he's got crazy patients. But if I was successful, it became hospital policy. 
Right. I got no credit for it. And I used to laugh because my patients would say, oh, everybody's so nice here. It's, uh, you know, it, it, well, the way they take care of me. And I said, yeah. Did you ask them why they do it this way? Oh, yes. And they said, oh, it's our hospital policy. And then I would laugh because I would be criticized for doing things. But once it worked, see, the nurses were my biggest supporters because if they saw it benefiting patients, they let the other doctors right. know. Right, right, right supported that. All right. Well, listen, we're going to go to break here in just a minute. When we come back, we're talking with Bernie Siegel about his new book, The Art of Healing, Uncovering Your Inner Wisdom and Potential for Self-Healing. We're going to talk about the spectrum of healing and how to use these techniques in your book, Bernie, because there's on the one hand folks who have chronic illnesses. There are people with acute circumstances, everything in between. Look at here's the thing, the body never lies, and like Bernie says, uh, our bodies actually want to heal. When we come back, we're going to discuss with Bernie Siegel the ways that you can access your healing potential, unlock it through dreams, through drawing, through images, symbols, etc. right here on Marianne Live. Don't touch that dial. We'll be back right after these messages. I'm relationship expert and radio talk show host, Marianne Camarado. And I'm David Raynaud. We want to talk to you for a minute about the changing world of dating and relationships and how self-inquiry can help. Honey, did you know that 44% of the U.S. population is single and over 50% end in divorce? Yet, we spend an average of one-third of our lives trying to find a great relationship or get help with the ones we already have. Yep, that's exactly why we created the first ever of its kind. The Great Relationships Begin Within Self-Inquiry Divination Deck because we know what it takes to attract and create a healthy, fulfilling, sustainable relationship. And it's really simple. Sit quietly, close your eyes, turn your attention inward, and draw a card. You can go online right now and get a free reading on Marianne Live and try out the cards. And for under $20, what better way to give yourself a gift of your own attention? We wish you every blessing. We'll see you next time. Check out MarianneLive.com. MarianneLive.com is where you can go to keep up to date with what and where relationship expert, author, and radio host Marianne Camarado is appearing next. Besides Marianne's three radio shows weekdays on HealthyLife.net, you can find out details about upcoming or ongoing seminars and workshops. How about information for ordering copies of books or DVDs? That's also available at MarianneLive.com. Find out about core certification, certificate of responsible relationships www.marianlife.com Core Certification Learning Tools to Attract, Build, and Sustain Great Relationships Also sign up for Marianne's newsletter to be informed about upcoming events and possible workshops or speaking engagements in the Northern California area www.marianlive.com A good life is essential and that's why I listen to HealthyLife.net and for nutritional support for me and my family my business goes to HealthyLife.net affiliate GNC Live Well. It's the trusted name in the vitamin and supplement industry. And that's essential when you're the one responsible for your good health and the well-being of your family. GNC Live Well has a multitude of convenient locations near you and is always open on the internet at GNC.com. GNC Live Well. The name says it all. Music, information, and friends. HealthyLife.net. 
everybody. I'm Marianne Camarado. Today we are in the house of Bernie Siegel talking about his new book, The Art of Healing, Uncovering Your Inner Wisdom and Potential for Self-Healing. Well, during the break, Bernie and I were talking about continuing our conversation about the medical industry, about training doctors, and about this imbalance that has existed for so long. Those are my words. The, the, the not attending to what I call soul, the body, the symptoms, and, and all of the, the parts of us that we can't necessarily see but that are real and how that's starting to emerge in our culture and, and Bernie being one of the um, pavers of the way for so many of us has written a new book about this art of healing and how to tap in to that inner wisdom. And so today, uh, right now as a matter of fact, we're going to start talking about some of those techniques that you may not find uh, in your doctor's office. Even though the tides are turning, you can actually advocate for yourself. Let's talk about this switch. We're not suggesting an and or. We're, 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 I mean, an or. We're suggesting an and. And in conjunction with allopathic medicine, there are a lot of things you can do. Uh, let's, let's start there, Bernie. Yeah, I mean, I like to call it integrative. Yeah. So it's not seen, you know, as you said, as an alternative, but you integrate it. And I can say on a personal level, meaning, you know, diseases in our family, as well as myself with Lyme disease, um, and, and how various modalities from herbal, homeopathic, chiropractic, acupuncture, uh, even hands-on healing. I mean, I, I've been... Again, open-minded, and so have seen all these things happen. And not because it's a placebo. It's not me believing in something. And just so I'll give you an example. At an American Holistic Medical Association meeting, maybe 20 or more years ago, Alga Worrell, who was a healer and a mystic, was lecturing. And I had injured my leg training for a marathon. My wife said to me, Bernie, why don't you ask her to heal you? I said, because it's nuts what she's talking about. I can't you know, that really works or makes sense. So what does my wife do? She goes over to Alga and says, can you come over and help my husband? Alga comes over and ultimately became one of my closest friends. Um, I sat down. She put her two hands on my left leg. The hands were as hot as iron. I could not believe what I was feeling. Because I put my hands on my other leg. And I'm, I'm talking about feeling this through dungaree. And... In five minutes, I got up, walked away perfectly well. Unbelievable. So I couldn't wow. deny that, you know. And it may add one more mystical thing to that Alga and another woman. I was giving lectures, and in Alga's case, speaking at a Christian funeral on a Sunday. Now, in the drawing I did for Elizabeth Google-Ross, I put my inner guide. That's a man you meet when you're walking in a meditation, and you meet somebody who can give you advice. And I drew this picture. And so people know, you know, that this is what the man really looked like because he's sitting next to me on this path in the drawing I did. Anyway, at a lecture one night and after the funeral, a person from the audience and Alga came up to me. And the audience member said to me, there's a man standing in front of you for the entire lecture, so I drew his picture for you. And it's George. That's his name. And I knew I hadn't given the lecture. That was the other thing. I knew that somebody else was using me to talk. 
because I wasn't paying any attention to my notes. I was trying to do it, but I couldn't. So I gave up, and I just stood there and talked for two hours. Alga walked up to me and said, Bernie, are you Jewish? I said, why? Because I spoke at a Christian funeral. She said, no, there's a rabbi standing next to you. And that's when I understood why George wore the things he did, a cap on his head and his gown and everything else. Um, because I always thought he dressed a little strange. But, you know, but again, and he has a big beard. So both of them, you know, when they draw his face in the picture and describe him, there he is. I mean, this is not a normal-looking guy, you know. And that, those mystical things, you see, shifted me because I can't deny the experience. I can't say, oh, that's crazy. It can't be. No, it happened. So I keep my mind open. And through that, kept learning and experiencing more things with my patients. Right. So what about the folks out there listening right now who, again, we talked about uh, the spectrum of where you might be feeling an imbalance all the way to the extreme of a chronic or even an acute situation and an illness. There are some folks that are open-minded about this and some folks that aren't. Where do we all start uh, in looking at a way to to access this inner healing? Start is to look back at your childhood. One of the first key factors is, did your parents love you? I have been dialoguing with somebody through emails um, and, you know, mentioning many things. And this person has chronic illness and really reacts negatively to everything I suggest. You know, it's like she wants a pill or he, I don't even know. Because it's fascinating to me. This is a person whose email is two letters and three numbers. I have no idea of age, sex, race, religion, or anything. It's a totally impersonal email, you know? And uh, and the person won't reveal anything to me. And, you know, we've had this up and back dialogue. I'm trying to help and the person sees it as criticism. But first of all, your parenting. Did you feel loved by your parents? If the answer is yes, terrific. You're starting off correctly. Because then you feel some self-worth and self-esteem and will make decisions that are good for your health. If the answer is no, then I'd say you've got to reparent yourself and not get into addictions and a whole host of things to reward yourself for what you didn't receive or the abuse or punishment. Because the opposite of love is indifference, rejection, and abuse. And that, that's what makes a mess out of your life when you seek revenge and uh, all the things that happened to you. Okay, so here we need to make a distinction here. Let's slow down a minute because while you understand these terms and the profoundity of each of them, I don't want to climb over indifference, rejection, and abuse. Now, some of us might be a little bit stuck with this, did my parents love you versus did I feel loved by my parents? Because there may be an answer in the head. There may be an answer in the body. Some people might feel yes sometimes. And, and then this indifference, rejection, and abuse. So let's not go so fast here. Uh, let's slow down and talk about this a little bit. No, because I bring that up because a lot of times you say to people, what's the opposite of love? They say fear, hate. No, that is not. It's the lack of connection. Yes. They say the indifference. Um, you know, you can be a big family, and, well, we have five children. One of them said to me, you don't love me as much as my brother. I said, what are you talking about? He said, you don't give me 20% of your time. I had to sit down and explain to him 
that the, one of the kids was driving us nuts. He got 40%. Yeah, but for him, it felt like rejection, right? And that's why I was so happy that he had the courage to come up to me right. and say, why don't you love me? See, right. because this is a kid who's an angel who's at the end of the hall, so I don't worry about him, you know? So here, yeah, when we come back after the break, yeah, hold that thought, Brady, because when we come back after the break, because here's the thing, you, you yourself felt like you loved this kid. He didn't see it and feel it that way. When we come back, we're going to talk about this because this can be very confusing for folks. Don't worry, there's enough love to go around. Your body wants to heal. This is good news. We're talking about it. We're bringing consciousness to the fact that you can tap in. The art of healing. Bernie Siegel's written a book. Uncovering your inner wisdom and potential for self-healing. We're doing it together right here on Marion Live. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. MarianneLive.com is where you can go to keep up to date with what and where relationship expert, author, and radio host Marianne Camarado is appearing next. Besides Marianne's three radio shows weekdays on HealthyLife.net, you can find out details about upcoming or ongoing seminars and workshops. How about information for ordering copies of books or DVDs? That's also available at MarianneLive.com. Find out about core certification, certificate of responsible relationships www.marianlife.com Core Certification Learning Tools to Attract, Build, and Sustain Great Relationships Also sign up for Marianne's newsletter to be informed about upcoming events and possible workshops or speaking engagements in the Northern California area www.marianlive.com Hi everybody, I'm relationship expert and radio talk show host Marianne Camarado. And I'm David Reynolds. I want to talk to you for a minute about the changing world of dating and relationships and how self-inquiry can help. I mean, did you know that 44% of the U.S. population is single and over 50% end in divorce? Yet, we spend an average of one-third of our lives trying to find a great relationship or get help with the ones we already have. Yep, that's exactly why we created the first ever of its kind, the Great Relationships Begin Within Self-Inquiry Divination Deck, because we know what it takes to attract and create a healthy, fulfilling, sustainable relationship. And it's really simple. Sit quietly, close your eyes, turn your attention inward, and draw a card. You can go online right now and get a free reading on Marianne Live and try out the cards. And for under $20, what better way to give yourself a gift of your own attention? We wish you every blessing. We'll see you next time. Check out MarianneLive.com. For all your live or pre-recorded webcasting needs, come to earthchannel.com. Get your web-based message out to a select group or the whole world. It's easy. A pioneer of webcasting, earthchannel.com provides the best products and services to big corporations and government users. And now, the same technology is available to you. They have the best earthcasting coders, servers, and products to meet your technical needs. But wait, don't want to mess with technical stress? No problem. They'll do it for you. Earthchannel.com is your answer. You can use webcasting for lots of things like advertising, marketing, customer support, training, and don't forget web radio and TV. In fact, you're listening to a live Earthcast right now. So come to earthchannel.com. Actualize your audio or video webcasting needs today. You can't beat the friendly service or the price. Call earthchannel.com at 800-849-8978. That's 800-849-8978. More exhilarating talk. HealthyLife.net 
Welcome back, everybody. I'm Marian Camerata. Joining me today, Bernie Siegel. We are getting our healing on together. The Art of Healing is the name of Bernie's new book, which just won an award, by the way. We're so excited about that. Uh, lots of applause. Uh, Bernie Siegel has been paving the way for all of us, practitioners, healers, just regular folks alike out in the world trying to live a full and whole life. Now, right before the break, we were talking about something really critical, which is how do we apply these principles that are filled, uh, that have filled Bernie's new book? And he's taking us down the list. Uh, number one is, do your parents, did your parents love you? Did you feel loved by your parents? And if yes, yeah, congratulations, wonderful. You stay tuned and with us because this is really critical. However you got to that point is great. But if the answer is no, reparenting yourself is so important. And we were unpacking what Bernie called the opposite of love, indifference, rejection, Abusive, and how we can we can acknowledge that, but we can turn that around. Let's take it from there, Bernie. How do we turn it around? It's well. Let's start with this first. Let me give you a quote from Giant Steinbeck, East of Eden. We all experience with rejection. With rejection comes a desire for revenge. With revenge, guilt, and there is the story of mankind. Mm. You know, when I read that a couple of years ago, I thought, wow, those are all the headlines. Think of what we're reading. Well, today is the anniversary, or, or I guess this week. Nelson Mandela, right? Disaster. You know, why would a kid go in and shoot people and then commit suicide? Oh, God. I, I thought you were talking about Nelson Mandela. You were talking about, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. What I'm talking about is all these horrible things we're reading about. See, Mandela is the other side of the coin. Right. Rather than seek revenge, he, like Gandhi, who's my teacher, Mother Teresa, they drive their enemies crazy by loving them, you see, and helping yeah. them. I, I, I call it now being a love warrior. Right. I but, love that. But you <laughs> see, you, the people who can help you are other authority figures. I began to realize that as a doctor. I mean it. School teachers have an incredible chance to save lives of the children who don't feel loved by letting them feel loved. Um, clergy, doctors, um, you know, any grandparents, anybody who runs into kids, let them know you love them. I always say, you don't have to like what they're doing, but you're loving them. And as a doctor, what I saw was, again, patients who were acting in a way that would lead to their being rejected as patients. You know, get out of here. You're not doing anything. I mean, I had a woman light a cigarette under a no-smoking sign in the waiting room. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, when I come out because she's the next patient, I don't say, excuse me, ma'am, what are you doing? I don't want you as my patient. Goodbye. Mm -hmm. And then she'd say, yeah, okay. He's like my parents. Same thing. Mm -hmm. they, and this is a quote. My parents' words were eating away at me and maybe gave me cancer. But you see, when I would see somebody acting that way in the waiting room, I'd say, you're looking for attention, aren't you? Come on in. Mm -hmm. And they'd look at me like, uh-oh, he knows me. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, but you see, if I kept caring about them, I saw them a few months later start to take care of themselves. And one young woman who put it so beautifully, and it's a term I use all the time now, she said to me one day, because this was a teenager who was suicidal, and I was working with her, and she said one day, you're my CD. I said, what are you talking about? I'm a CD. She said, you're my chosen dad. Oh, 
on, you know, you can be a CM, I can be a CD. And it doesn't matter how old the person is. You know, what you're letting them know is, I love you. And, Beautiful. you know, and I'll help parent you. I'll be your life coach. That's another term I love. Right, because you, you were saying earlier that the answer is all about relationships. It's all about love, whatever the question is. And so in this reparenting, whether we have a, a doctor, a therapist, uh, a friend, or, you know, befriending our inner selves, which is kind of what your book is inviting us to do, right? The uh, uncovering our yeah, inner wisdom. You can do it to yourself. Now, you were saying, how do you handle this? Um, I was reading something the other day that I thought I, I really loved. A guy goes to a Zen master for help, and the Zen master says, I mean, think of being told this by a therapist. Uh, you have to kill the Buddha, you have to kill your parents, and you have to kill your Zen master. Right. <laughs> says, Excuse me, I'm going home now. Right, right. But you know, obviously the master says, this is what I'm talking about. You are equal to the Buddha. If you meet the Buddha on the road, you don't kill the Buddha. You are a Buddha, too. And I often say it, how would you introduce yourself to God? You're a child of God. You know, it's not about your profession or you're a mother or a bun. You're a child of God, and God says, come on in. The second was, kill your parents? No, you kill what they did that is hurting you. you I use the word eliminate. Okay, you eliminate it from your life. So you're killing it so it no longer can hurt you. And the same with the Zen master. You're equal to your teacher. You have the same potential, the same capabilities, but you have to believe in yourself. And that is hard, I have to say, because up to the age of six, children's brain waves are similar to those of someone under hypnosis. So when you've been hypnotized by your parents, you're a failure, you embarrass us, you're no good at anything, uh, you got a, a tough job to say, how can I reprogram myself and reparent myself and become this new person. Right. And you rehearse and you practice. Right, right, right. It is a practice. Yeah. It, it is a practice. So in your book, you've got a bunch of practices. They're all so gorgeous. Let's focus on the drawing, the pictures, because that's something folks can do actually while they're listening to us on the air. Right. How do we start there? No matter what your illness is well, or imbalance, what we know is the body, the body wants to actually heal, right? We, that's a given. Yeah. Then, then what's next? that what you're talking about is and any problem in your life you see that you have an intellect well a lawyer put it well he said I came to a conclusion that was eminently reasonable totally logical and completely wrong because while learning to think I almost forgot how to feel and that's what needs to be combined you see you're going to have a lot of trouble in your life if your what I call your you know heart wisdom your inner wisdom your intuitive unconscious wisdom and your intellectual choices don't agree because then you have side effects, conflicts, troubles with everything. And when they agree with each other, then your life flows smoothly. See, then it's the still pond you see in your true reflection. When it isn't, then it's Monday morning with more heart attacks, strokes, suicides, and illnesses. So, again, it's paying attention. I always say from a country western lyric, let your heart make up your mind. And pay attention to guided meditations and imagery. I call that taking the lid off because when you start doing those things, then you can go to bed that night and your unconscious knows, okay, he or she is ready. Let's give them some information now. And you'd be amazed. At, I mean, I could tell you dreams 
you know, not only that Jung diagnosed a brain tumor from a dream, but in, we have a book out called The Book of Miracles, where a lady in her dream is told you have a lump in your breast by a woman with dark skin and an accent. To make a very long story short, at the hospital, she's diagnosed with breast cancer. Who comes into the room to take care of her? The woman from her dream is the doctor. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, my husband actually came to me in a dream eight years before I married him, uh, name and all. When we come back right after these messages, we're going to talk more about how you can use, tap into your inner wisdom and potential for self-healing through drawing a picture. Yep. Imagine that right drawing here. Drawing says the same as the dream. That's right. When we get back after these messages, everybody, get your crayons out, get your paper. We're going to be back with Bernie Siegel right after these messages. MarianneLive.com is where you can go to keep up to date with what and where relationship expert, author, and radio host Marianne Camarado is appearing next. Besides Marianne's three radio shows weekdays on HealthyLife.net, you can find out details about upcoming or ongoing seminars and workshops. How about information for ordering copies of books or DVDs? That's also available at MarianneLive.com. Find out about core certification, certificate of responsible relationships www.marianlive.com Core Certification Learning Tools to Attract, Build, and Sustain Great Relationships Also sign up for Marianne's newsletter to be informed about upcoming events and possible workshops or speaking engagements in the Northern California area www.marianlive.com Hi everybody, I'm relationship expert and radio talk show host Marianne Camarado. And I'm David Reynolds. We want to talk to you for a minute about the changing world of dating and relationships and how self-inquiry can help. Honey, did you know that 44% of the U.S. population is single and over 50% end in divorce? Yet, we spend an average of one-third of our lives trying to find a great relationship or get help with the ones we already have. Yep, that's exactly why we created the first ever of its kind, the Great Relationships Begin Within Self-Inquiry Divination Deck, because we know what it takes to attract and create a healthy, fulfilling, sustainable relationship. And it's really simple. Sit quietly, close your eyes, turn your attention inward, and draw a card. You can go online right now and get a free reading on Marianne Live and try out the cards. And for under $20, what better way to give yourself a gift of your own attention? We wish you every blessing. We'll see you next time. Check out MarianneLive.com. HealthyLife.net, the positive radio network. Welcome back, everybody. I'm so excited you're here. The Art of Healing, Uncovering Your Inner Wisdom and Potential for Self-Healing. We've got some questions for Bernie, uh, but we're, right before we get to that, Bernie, you're taking us through the process of whatever ails you, whether it's a, a spiritual malady, um, a psychological one, a physical illness, whatever requires healing for you, wherever you find yourself, you can apply this next technique to help you gain clarity, the inner wisdom that you need in order to heal to bring yourself back into balance. So what do we do? Let's say we have an issue. Uh, what do we do? We, we just draw it, or how does this work? That healing and curing can be two different things, so people understand that. Um, Mother Teresa said, I will not attend an anti-war rally, but if you have a peace rally, call me. 
So when you're fighting a battle against the disease, you're empowering your enemy. So I'm trying to help people heal their lives. Then the curing can come as a result because of the change in body chemistry. And I don't have time to get into all the details, but believe me, when you're laughing, what your immune function is doing, stress hormone levels are down versus, you know, when you're grieving or upset, etc. So number one is to look at, you know, it in the complete picture. The other is words carry a symbol too. Uh, and words, numbers, and drawing. Now the words, you say to people, what are you experiencing? Some people have become enlightened because of a life-threatening situation. Oh, right. wake up, Paul, new beginning, it's a blessing. Yeah, and they're talking about a life-threatening situation. Others, failure, draining, pressure. And to give you a couple examples, what do you mean by failure? How does that fit your life? Because that's what I always say to people. When they come up with a word, how does failure fit your life? And she said, well, my body failed. I said, that's not my question. Oh, my parents committed suicide when I was a child. I must have been a failure as a child. And this is a woman who has no relationships because she's afraid of getting hurt again. That visit to me changed her life. And her plastic surgeon sent her to me because he said, something's wrong with this lady. She's screaming at me for making her ugly. And nobody even knows she's had an operation because of... You know, it's on her upper thigh, unless she has a bathing suit on, you don't even see the scar. Another woman was about to be admitted to the hospital with severe migraine headaches. She used the word pressure describing her headache. I got into relieving the pressure in her life. And then I left her, and the nurse came in and said, she's going home, the headache's gone, it's her marriage. That impressed the hell out of me. You know, that in 15 minutes she was free of pain on the way home. So no matter what your problem is, um, ask yourself, how would I describe this to someone else? And then if it's negative words, what else in my life fits them? Right, we call this kind of animating the, the symptoms, right? Yeah, yeah. See, then you use it like hunger. So you don't get upset about being upset or sick or depressed, you see, because hunger leads you to nourishment. Right. So when you... As Joseph Campbell said, when you're going through hell, say, what can I learn from this experience? Right, right, right. You use it, and you find nourishment, and then you feel better about it. And you don't get depressed because you're depressed, and it's not good to be depressed. You change it. The other numbers impressed the hell out of me. Jung said numbers are discovered and invented. They have quantity and meaning, and they're the way we store memories. Now, a reporter comes in intellectual lady I wanted to get the interview changed because of her attitude towards me I said draw a picture and this is in the book she gave me the picture there's a clock behind her with one hand pointed at 12 what happened when you were 12 years old now generally I would say to a person I don't know why does number 12 mean something to you but I wanted to shake her up so I just said what happened when you were 12 years old I don't like deadlines there's only one hand on the clock then she burst into tears and told me how she'd been abused at age 12. And another woman drew a broken heart, you know, like a Valentine mm-hmm. heart, cracked mm-hmm. down the middle, 21 drops of blood. Why did I ask for a picture? Because her doctor said nobody is able to help her. She's got a pelvic problem. No matter what we do, she doesn't respond. I said, get her to draw a picture. I didn't even tell her what to draw. What did they send me? This broken heart with 21 drops of blood dropping out of it. I said, ask her what happened when she was 21. And what they sent me was horrendous of sexual abuse that mm-hmm. year in my life. 
Right. So, again, it's stored in us. Right. And the drawing is your unconscious portraying things. Now, we can give you instructions. I don't worry about that. I do drawings, and I'm amazed what shows up. And what I say to people is, do your drawing and then look at it the next day. See, then you're looking at it as if somebody else did it, and you notice things that you... Right, you might not. Yeah, because, you know, I mentioned before, one of our kids is driving us crazy. I drew a picture of our family. You know, we were in a group, and everybody's drawing their family. And I want everybody to know, oh, we're a wonderful family. Everybody's holding hands, you know, standing together. And when I looked at the picture, I couldn't believe it. Because the kid who was driving us nuts wasn't touching a brother on either side. I thought, how did that happen? But that impresses me, see, that I, the unconscious blinds yep. me yep. to the drawing. So I learned every month I would draw a picture of myself, and I knew what was going on that month that I needed to work on. So do we need to draw a picture of ourselves? Is that it, Bernie? Well, whatever, if you have a this question, come forward. you can draw the question. See, if you said, I don't draw know the question. Today, who to marry, where to go to school, um, where to live, Got it. draw your options. They can be on one piece of paper because there's past, present, and future on a page, mm-hmm. or they can be on separate pages. But still, you can then look at it, and you'll know where you're headed. For instance, the upper left is the far future. So often when, you know, people put something there, I know that's right. what, because as Jung said, the future is unconsciously prepared long in advance. See, and right, and you told us that getting some support to help us interpret these images is fine. Reach out to your friends, reach out yeah, to your practitioners. Yeah, I mean, show it to people. See, what you can do, I often suggest this, because most kids don't feel like they're in a family. When I go into schools and I say, draw your home and family, the teachers cannot believe how much I know about these children I've never met when I start talking about their families. Right. And I say, yeah, but the kid's portraying it. So that you're going to draw a picture of the home and family to put on the refrigerator. Yep. And then look at it, and you'll know how your child feels about the family. And let us know. Come to Facebook. Check out Bernie's site. Keep us in touch with you. We can do this together. Get a copy of Dr. Siegel's book, The Art of Healing, Uncovering Your Inner Wisdom and Potential for Self-Healing. Bernie and I are going to be back with parting words right after these messages, everybody. Sit tight. In the meantime, get a copy of this book wherever fine books are sold, The Art of Healing by Bernie Siegel. Back in just a minute. I'm relationship expert and radio talk show host, Marianne Camarado. And I'm David Reynolds. We want to talk to you for a minute about the changing world of dating and relationships and how self-inquiry can help. I mean, did you know that 44% of the U.S. population is single and over 50% end in divorce? Yet, we spend an average of one-third of our lives trying to find a great relationship or get help with the ones we already have. Yep, that's exactly why we created the first ever of its kind, the Great Relationships begin within self-inquiry divination deck because we know what it takes to attract and create a healthy, fulfilling, sustainable relationship. And it's really simple. Sit quietly, close your eyes, turn your attention inward, and draw a card. You can go online right now and get a free reading on Marianne Light and try out the cards. And for under $20, what better way to give yourself a gift of your own attention? We wish you every blessing. We'll see you next time. Check out MarianneLive.com. To be a good father is the most important job in a man's life. But it doesn't have to be hard. 
Play catch. Go to a park or visit a zoo. Help your child with their homework. Sit down together for dinner. Ask them how their day was. Things get busy, and sometimes we all fall short. But the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at one eight seven seven for dad 411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. HealthyLife.net, where positive overcomes negative. Dr. Bernie Siegel, thanks for joining us today. The Art of Healing, Uncovering Your Inner Wisdom and Potential for Self-Healing is available. Go to BernieSiegelMD.com. Parting words for folks, Bernie. Well, just as the show runs out of time, we all run out of lifetime. So enjoy the time you have. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Come back again and again and again. We adore you. Everybody get a copy of this book, The Art of Healing. It's available wherever fine books are sold. And the instructions, actually, for how to do this drawing are actually in The Art of Healing and two other books of Bernie's. Um, the names of those books again, Bernie? Love, Medicine, and Miracles, and Peace, Love, and Healing. Beautiful. Okay, everybody, next week, Philip Shepard is joining us. New Self, New World, Recovering Our Senses, right here on Marian Live. Blessings until we meet again.